0: Hey, Illegal Tender listeners, I'm Alex, the senior podcast producer for Yahoo Finance. This is an episode of our new podcast called A World Interrupted, a daily podcast about COVID-19 and its impact on the economy. This episode features Ethan Wolfman, and he hosted Illegal Tender Season 1. So please enjoy and subscribe with the link in the show notes. In today's episode, we are discussing new ways that people are getting scammed During the coronavirus pandemic, people
1: really use people's fear, both the economic fear as well as, you know, the risk of getting sick and potentially dying
0: to scam people. From Yahoo Finance, this is A World Interrupted. I'm Alex Sugg. Ethan Wolfman is a reporter for Yahoo Finance, and he'll be helping us with today's episode. Ethan, I mean, it seems like no matter what, we could be in our darkest hour. We're literally in a pandemic and people will still find... Creative ways to steal from other people.
1: Well, I mean, I think if you kind of hit the nail on the head there. During a time where you might think people should exhibit a little bit more humanity, uh, you see that you see many of that, many examples of that out in the world, especially in hospitals. But you also see in you know a a disheartening amount, kind of on the other side of things, as people really use. People's fear, both the economic fear of this incredibly difficult moment for people with jobs, as well as, you know, the risk of getting sick and potentially dying or or being in the hospital to scam people. You know, people are extremely vulnerable right now. And kind of in the history of scamming, whether it's phishing, whether it's robocalling or really any kind of con whenever people are in any sort of emotionally heightened state that's something that people really take advantage of every year during tax season for example you see scams really really hike as you know the stress of paying taxes dealing with that really invites scamming so this is no different i was talking to some experts yeah on robocalling who work for various phone screening services used by, you know, the the big carriers like, you know, our parent company, Verizon, for example. And, you know, they're telling me that this kind of coronavirus situation is essentially a mutating of, you know, using whatever the headlines are to try to drive home and sell the scams. And so they really, the, the transitioning from You know, last week's headline to full
0: coronavirus really, really did not take very long at all. So maybe set it up for me. What are some of the biggest and most notable ways people are being scammed right now? Or what are what are some of the big ones? I mean, there's like the I've heard a lot recently about Zoom and Zoom bombing. I don't know if that's considered a scam or more of just like an interruption thing. I mean, I know Zoom is kind of up there. Maybe start there.
1: Yeah, I would say that. So Zoom has obviously enjoyed this really bizarre you know moment we've had Skype we've had Google Hangouts Google Meet you know Slack has a video component if you you know people don't really use it but for whatever reason you know we've just seen uh, I mean FaceTime and what's that for whatever reason we've seen Zoom really just take off and they weren't really ready for that. I think that's pretty clear right now. They've admitted that in many interviews. You know, Zoom has been this place for people who are students to go back to class, for people to see their parents and family and friends, but also for companies. This has obviously resulted in a huge fire hose of traffic. And they haven't necessarily been ready for that. One of the issues is, you know, password protecting of Meetings. Oftentimes, you just need a link to get in. It's like an unlisted number in the phone book, but that's kind of allowed for people to essentially use, you know, what you know, either tools or just kind of guess numbers or or, or codes to get into meetings and Zoom bomb, as you say, which is essentially just kind of troll and make a big stink. It's like if someone just jumped in right now and started making fart noises or something. And so, I, I think. You know, that has the potential to be a security risk right now. It seems like a nuisance, a, a nuisance problem. But, you know, these are the kind of communications that people are using yeah, you know, used to use a conference room for back when we could see people, and so, you know, for something like that, that has some potential security risks and and problems in there if meetings are you know assumed to be private and really aren't. And so I think people are. I know Zoom is suggesting using passwords when when necessary, you know, for security. But I think a lot of people are also trying to figure out how to make the work from home setup. You know, security conscious and and make it bulletproof in that sense. Obviously, there's always these these hacking potentials. I was talking with one security researcher who was, you know, really pushing back on the whole VPN you know craze. A lot of people wanting VPNs to create this really strong connection between home and office network. But the problem you have is, you know, a VPN is really good at creating a kind of bulletproof tunnel between the home and the office. But that means that if there's a problem at home that could potentially be uh, a security problem on somebody's home network, let's say, or computer, that could be a really easy way for a bad actor to get into a company's security system. And that's something that, uh, you know, it's way easier to hack a person, to hack a home network. People's Wi-Fi's aren't necessarily that well calibrated. So, you know, this security expert, he told me that, you know, when somebody is consistently working abroad or remotely, companies know that. And so that they can monitor those VPN ports from that specific individual. But right now, it's really hard to monitor everybody. And so, you know, he was recommending that people don't use VPN all the time, only in certain certain cases maybe when it's really necessary um, and that it could, it could backfire in that sense. And so I think this has sort of exposed, you know, some underbellies about, you know, you have to have um, really security in place everywhere because the weakest link will fail. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have a, a solid WPA2, which is, you know, the the security that that your Wi-Fi should have, you know, if you just left that on WPA or WEP, these are these old, you know, it sounds really esoteric, but it's not. You can just look in your settings in your computer and it'll tell you what it uses. And that's easy to change, by the way. If you don't have the, those those organized properly and set up properly, that's a problem. And somebody could very, very easily crack that and you know, look at all the stuff that you do and all your company does. But going back to this kind of the scam element, I don't think that it's particularly common that people will get... I mean, it certainly happens and will be happening enough that uh, everybody should take those precautions. But I think the two things that I see as a big problem, and in, in, I know the FTC is really seeing a lot of uptick in this, are the kind of scams that you get from robocalls and phishing. Phishing in particular, uh, I think maybe, that... Maybe
0: real quick, explain phishing to our listeners who yeah. might not know.
1: So phishing is when somebody sends an email that looks like it comes from, you know, a trusted source like your, your company or a family member, but what it really is is some sort of Trojan horse situation that, that can allow somebody to get your either information or install malware or some sort of virus. And so, you know, phishing is a bigger problem. Now people are doing a lot of things remotely and you know especially when it comes to setups and company systems you can't necessarily stick your head up and be like hey was that email legit to somebody across you know the the room or something and people just do that less and i think also this is a really important part the stress from all of this has an effect on people's guard and and sometimes can affect their ability to think critically and something that may seem sort of obvious in retrospect maybe it wasn't that obvious maybe they're in a hurry maybe they have you know their kids are in the background you know, because they are out of school, maybe they have somebody sick at home with the coronavirus. And, and and so I think that it's really hard to to stay vigilant. And so that's that's something that has been a big concern. I, I know that the FCC or FCC said that last week there were maybe seventy eight hundred complaints and, you know, I think almost five million dollars in losses, which comes out to, you know, like five hundred or more a person, which is that's really bad, and and this is something that you know people often don't report, and so you know you got to wonder is this way way higher than it otherwise you know might be, and so uh, this phishing issue is something that is a problem. Robocalls calls are the other one that is a, a a pretty effective vector for scammers. You know, right now it sort of started. I was talking with with some. People who run Verizon's, you know, Verizon screening services. And they were saying that pretty early on, they were, so so they use this thing called the honeypot, which is, you know, like this spy terminology, where they set up this fake number that just listens. And so if, if if it gets robocalled, it stays on the line to kind of hear what they have to say. And, and they were noting that a lot of their kind of honeypot numbers were picking up these cruise scams. And so the the robocalling scams, and I think this was the case for some fishing as well, started with the, the coronavirus cruise situation. The cruise industry was, you know, the first that was hit because... That was kind of the, the genesis of the, the problem in the U.S. when all these people came back from their cruises and, no, and nobody really wanted to take a cruise because it was essentially walking into this Petri dish. And so they were, the scams were essentially kind of either giving away free cruises or subsidized discounted cruises because the industry was suffering. This is, you know, not, yes, the industry was suffering, but no, they were not giving these away. And anytime somebody, you know, says, you need to give your credit card to collect some free thing, you should have that as a big red flag, you know usually things things don't work like that, but that was <laughs> right. sort of this, the start of the yeah. scams, and kind of going from there, you can really see how the scam industry mutates similar to a virus, really you know, there's a lot in common with a lot of the the viral or the you know the viral component uh, the biological component and the and the the scam and also you know malware kind of component but as things have changed it 's gone from you know, a lot of companies, a lot of municipalities and cities and things use robocalls as a tool. School closings, for example, that's often a robocall. You know, that's a wanted robocall. That's not a scam. And so this is a very useful tool for people who may not, may not check their email in the morning and, you know, the phone rings and they see, oh, this is coming from, you know, my my kid's school district in And, oh, class is now canceled indefinitely because of COVID. And so... Because people know that those robocalls are legit, that adds another layer of confusion to the situation. You you may not know sometimes these scams are really really well done and well orchestrated and may be very convincing. There was stuff about early vaccines. You know, you can res- call now or you know call now and uh, pay deposit to reserve your place in the coronavirus testing or you know vaccine situation. I mean, this is really evil stuff here.
0: Oh and, my God. and well, it's really it's really preying on vulnerabilities, and like you said earlier, like it's such a stressful moment for so many people that it's like anybody at any time could fall, you know, prey to one of these. Because, it, like you said, your kids could be in the background, your dog might be going crazy, all these distractions we're not used to from working from home in the same way or being at home this much. All of it creates this new dynamic that we're not used to. And so it's just set up in, in this perfect way for these scams to actually succeed a lot of the yeah, time. And
1: then it, it gets worse at every sort of turn. You know, this was all of that. Was before the economy crashed and before all of these people were getting laid off and all those dominoes kept hitting each other and falling. And so, you know, what we've had since then is, you know, there are now a lot of scams based on the stimulus payments. People needing this money to survive, to pay their rent, to to buy food, to you know, to function. Congress finally passed the stimulus and. What a perfect opportunity for these scumbags to, uh, to essentially you know prey on them to say, okay, here's what you need to do to collect your payment from the government. You know, send X number of dollars, or give us your credit card, or give us your bank account information so we can deposit it. That is not how it works, uh, but a lot of people mm-hmm. they don't know that, and that's, and they're stressed, and it's just it's just absolutely horrible. The FTC is very very concerned about this. They are apparently at wits end a bit because they made this scam bingo chart just to try to spread the word. But yeah, some of them were, you know, about lowering interest rate, problems with social security numbers, you know, free COVID tests. All of these sort of things, lowering your debt, you know, get the free government money, get health insurance, you know. Oh, but this is another thing of course, you know, everybody getting laid off means they don't have health insurance anymore. And so what, you know, another opportunity to scam people. And and so it's it's really just turned into this total scamming nightmare for people. And and it appears to be it really appears to be getting worse.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe to close, that's it's such a bummer. And it's sad to hear that it's happening at such a huge fast rate and it's growing and it's only growing more with the, the intensity of the virus. But maybe what are some things for people to look out for? I think you had mentioned like never if someone says, here's this free thing, but we need your credit card in order to get it. That's an obvious thing. Don't do that. But what are some maybe less obvious things that we should be looking out for as far as scamming goes? And maybe now today, you know, the beginning of April and maybe some things you might see coming in the future based off what history tells us about these scams. I think a good place to start is the tips from the FTC about
1: the 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 coronavirus stimulus package Mm. you know first of all you do not need to do anything to get your money that will come to you either into your bank account if the irs has the information or you'll get it in the mail and you will never need to give any personal information or sign up for anything this is all direct deposit only or checks in the mail and there is absolutely no early access any claims of the contrary are a scam And I think that's really, really important because this is, you know, one of the most critical elements, this, the stimulus part of it, but kind of going from there, anytime you get a call or an email, it's really hard to do, but really try to have as critical eyes you can double check the address. If you're not sure call, oftentimes people have, you know, used, Spoofing for caller ID, which is you know faking a caller ID when somebody you know wants to pretend that they're the IRS or something. If you're not sure or if there's any doubt, just hang up the phone. If it's your if they, if you think it's your bank, just hang up the phone and call back on the number you find on on your bank's website. I, I think this is really something that that is important. There's a, so much bank fraud. Um, there's so much IRS fraud there's so much you know testing fraud and people saying fake vaccines it's really hard to maintain a kind of critical eye on things but whatever you do to, to be able to do that is going to really help ask somebody if you're not you know somebody next to you call a friend and, and try to see if something is legit or not any sort of beat you can take, instead of acting immediately for something is going to be really, really important. Almost it, There's almost never something where it's incredibly time sensitive where you have to do it right now, right on the phone. If you know, if somebody is trying to hurry you for something, that's a huge red flag.
0: Yeah. I think you're spot on. We, uh, it, it would be simple and easy to act impulsively right now yeah. based on all, oh, these, yeah. all the circumstances. But I think you're right. It, it, just avoiding being impulsive with things like that because people are, Trying to trying to prey on many people out there. So, and I just like to add too that
1: there, there's no shame in getting scammed. A lot of really smart people get scammed. These scammers are really really good, and they know how to manipulate people in in really really advanced ways. And, and so I think that if you do fall victim to a scam, it's it's often embarrassing and and challenging to report it or to go to the authorities. But this is something that is really really important to do. It helps other people not get scammed, and sometimes you can even get some money back.
0: Ethan Wolfman, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Alex. Thank you for listening to A World Interrupted from Yahoo Finance. For more coverage on the coronavirus and its economic impact, make sure to watch our bell-to-bell live programming throughout the day. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review there. In the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourself, and we'll get through this.